0: Welcome to Assurity's Good Business Podcast, I'm Matt. In this show, we're talking to the leaders who are successfully making business better for the world, from eco-friendly changemakers to companies that give back to their people and communities in a big way. For our first episode, we're staying close to home and answering one of the biggest questions about businesses that operate for the triple bottom line. That is, businesses that operate not only for profit, but also for the people around them and the planet we all share. Our guest today is Jared Carlson. He's a Surety's Vice President of Individual Sales and Ventures and one of the many leaders in our own responsible business story. But before he joined us, a cup of coffee took his career in the unexpected direction of social entrepreneurship.
1: Early in my career, I had started a couple of companies that were for-profit and doing some importing and exporting and it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed the business aspect. I really love entrepreneurism. But at the end of the day, it, it felt hollow, Uh, needed to have just more purpose, more, more of a why behind why I was, you know, spending, you know, 20 hours a day working towards something. And, and really, it came down to, you know, wanting to, to have some meaning for all the the number of hours that I was spending uh, on working on, you know, just trying to uh, make a living and and to to move things forward. So after I sold uh, uh, first couple of businesses, I really took an introspective look to understand okay, what what really you know is a driver for me. What's what's something that is going to you know, to fill fill my cup and and help me, you know, be energized on a daily basis. And uh, an opportunity came along to help a nonprofit that was looking to diversify its revenue streams. And uh, they're really struggling with a a revenue model. And uh, specifically, this uh, this program was. Uh, a coffee program for a nonprofit, Arbor, uh, the Arbor Day Foundation, which is a is an amazing organization, and uh, and really the the tie in was you know, a lot of coffee is grown out in the sun, and a lot of deforestation occurs uh, as a result of agriculture. And uh, and they were working on a model and going down that that thread, but they you know, really struggled with. Um, just uh, the you know the the supply chain and and some parts and pieces in there, so hopped in to help really get that turned around. And uh, within uh, a couple of years, we had that uh, built up to, to generating uh, uh, some significant profitability for the organization and importing in uh, upwards of a million pounds of coffee and. And uh, had picked up some some wonderful organizations that wanted to support that cause and not only did it you know help the uh, help the arbor day foundation with with profitability but it was also tied into the mission where you could actually trace back and demonstrate how much uh, you know uh, how much forests how many forests were saved as a result of uh, of that coffee production so it wasn 't just a, hey we 're just we're selling this other thing to make money for this, but it was definitely tied into what they were trying to do and in, in, in that whole storyline thread through that organization. And then that story then multiplied uh, its efforts as you're bringing in other uh, organizations that wanted to be a part and wanted to be able to help tell that story. And so by telling this story, uh, it got other organizations involved. They got excited about it and... And then, you know, really to see the impact where you know, I went down, we, we redeveloped out the supply chain and worked with the farmers themselves to really help them understand the why behind what we were doing. And and it just, it it was an amazing, uh, wonderful experience to to see the impact that it had on these farmers and their lives. And uh, to see something as simple as a, a cup of coffee, the impact that it can make, uh, from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective, and, uh, and to see the ripple effects on that. So, you know, creating opportunities like that, I just it, uh, it's really energizing and, uh, and obviously is, is something that has been a driver for me in, in my life.
0: From there, Jared began consulting and working to make business better, not only for groups like the Arbor Day Foundation, but for massive corporations like Disney as well. He even got involved volunteering on the board of The Foundry. What is The Foundry? In his own words.
1: So The Foundry is a, is a great nonprofit that is based in Lincoln, Nebraska, that is focused on helping nonprofits act more like businesses, have revenue models, have things that are core to what they're doing, but also to, you know, not solely rely on uh, just donations. And then on the flip side, it also has a dual mandate to work with for-profit businesses and getting them to work more towards uh, social enterprises or more towards nonprofits and to be able to leverage their work to to make a difference. So um, you know, it's something where I've uh, been on that board for uh, quite a few years and uh, done a lot of a lot of great things in the community and. And uh, it's fun to just have those conversations and look to see how you can leverage um, business and leverage these different uh, opportunities to make a difference in the world.
0: In short, there's nobody better than Jared to show the connection between doing good and doing business. And that's how he found himself thinking about joining another force for good, Assurity. I think the
1: kind of the, the funnier story of how I ended up here at Assurity is I was doing some work for the Foundry, and we were trying to encourage other businesses to, uh, to look into becoming B Corps.
0: For our listeners who might not be familiar, a B Corp is a for-profit organization that's been certified by the nonprofit B Lab to ensure they meet the highest levels of social and environmental responsibility. You can learn more at bcorporation.net, or you can listen to our next episode, where we'll discuss the movement in more detail.
1: Well, a Assurity, uh, under the leadership of Tom Henning, had already gone and, and done this and got that certification. And uh, Tom is a, a very well-respected business leader in Nebraska. And, uh, and as we were dreaming up, okay, how would we inspire other people to do things that, uh, that he has done, uh, came up with this idea that, hey, look, let's put together a fireside chat and I'll just interview him in front of uh, business leaders within the community and we'll just, we'll just talk it out and people can, can listen and understand, you know, okay, what was the, what was the, the thought process behind this? And, you know, maybe they could take those lessons and learn from that. And so we set it up and we, we invited uh, business leaders around town and the place just got packed. It, it was uh, it, it was an awesome experience to go in and, uh, you know, we had a uh, basically a I don't know, forty-five minutes, hour-long fireside chat where I just interviewed them asking why why they'd made that decision. Because obviously, it costs money, it takes time, it's resources, and uh, and just came away really, really impressed with uh, with the organization, assured that they were doing it for the right reasons. And here's how they impacted people's lives, and here's how they were making a difference, and here's how they were helping people through difficult times in their lives, and, and setting it up, and just really made an impact. I, you know, I, I hadn't really thought of insurance in that way up until that point, and just remember walking away from that discussion, just going like, "Oh wow," uh, really felt edified from from that experience. So then, fast forward a, a year later, and and Tom uh, called up and. And wanted to chat about this this role, uh, you know. I was I was uh, was honored and, and pretty excited about um, taking it in that direction. But you know, I I see this as an extension of what I'm what I'm doing. And so when I first came over to Assurity, I was running the uh, the venture capital arm of a of Assurity, and uh, that really puts you in a position as you are looking for startup companies to invest in them. And really, you know, take them to that next level and and do those partnerships that are aligned with what we're doing gives you that opportunity to really align well with organizations that you feel are going to make the world a better place, that are in it for the right reasons, that are giving back and doing those things. Because those are the companies that align well with our culture. And so it's just an extension of what we're doing. So it definitely has has an impact and has – you know, wait as we as we look at companies to work with.
0: Having spent time in both the nonprofit and for profit sectors, and having played a role in establishing an organization that bridges the gap between them, I was curious where Jared thought for profit businesses could have a different impact than nonprofits.
1: Yeah, I think that nonprofits are are very well suited in to certain situations where uh, there needs to be an immediate response or immediate need that is, needs to be fulfilled. And, you know, in certain situations, there is no, you know, quick economic benefit from doing it. It, You know, this needs to be out of the, the goodness of, of people's hearts and helping out in, you know, some catastrophic event or, or something along those lines. But I think as you look at some of the systemic challenges that are facing us and organizations that are best suited to be able to uh, approach that. You have these for-profit companies that have amazing distribution channels, have amazing synergies with other aspects of their business that, if changed or tweaked just a little bit, can have a pretty significant impact on the lives of of these people or on those particular social issues that, uh, when you put money behind that problem, it, it just, you know, not that money is the answer to everything, but it, it definitely helps get in reach when you have access to those resources to be able to do those things. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of one of the, uh, the issues that nonprofits run into is going, you know, uh, how do how how do they become good stewards of the funds that are donated to them? And if you're trying to do some or tackle some extremely large problem, these nonprofits come under quite a bit of scrutiny for having too much overhead. So if you want to hire on the best talent that's out there, you want to hire on these different groups. The the public looks at that nonprofit status and goes, well you know, you, you, you know, you shouldn't pay your people a lot because I'm donating this money in. But at the same time, some of these problems are, are extremely large. And they just require overhead to be able to tackle. And I think that there is a, you know, there's, there's definitely a lack of of understanding from the public and from the donors of going, hey, look, it's going to take a certain percentage of this to be able to to cover the overhead. So that way we can work on this bigger problem. And on a for-profit side, you've got these businesses that, you know, exist for some other potential reason, but then can do that. And it, it, it gives you a potential horizon that nonprofits don't always have the, the luxury of being able to,
0: to pursue. So if businesses are uniquely suited to addressing some of the issues we face, there remains one big question. Why? Especially if, as we 've already discussed, there isn 't much short term profit
1: well i, I don 't think you have to look very far to see a, a change or a shift in a you know in quite a few different companies that are focused on leveraging their platform of business to make a difference. I, I think that there are there 's countless examples out of there that are people are that are utilizing their business as a platform for good and a platform for change. And I think, you know, as you look at some of these examples and, um, you know, you take an example of a, you know, a, a Walmart versus Costco, and this isn't a political discussion, this is, this is not anything, but, um, you know, I, I would say that most people would agree that Walmart is, is very much driven on a cost uh, perspective and they want to be the low cost provider and they're going to they're going to go about down that way. And then you've got Costco that, you know, puts a little bit more into their employees, there's a little bit more focus on on kind of that overall holistic approach and their costs, their overhead, you know, their operating expenses are higher than what a Walmart would be on a per square foot basis. Well, you you know, you take, you know, the sales data from what Costco does comparatively to Walmart. And and this information may be, be old. So there's my caveat there. This is something I looked up a couple of years ago. But, uh, but they outperformed that. And uh, an article I was reading just attributed it to because they treated their employees better, they had less turnover. And they had these, you know, these other expenses that weren't uh, necessarily associated with it where they were able to develop those people. They kept them longer term, which then led to higher sales. And this is a long way of saying that a lot of these opportunities and a lot of these things, not only is this this just a the right thing to do or a good thing to do, but operating in this way actually does come back and benefit the organization and and I'll say, like, that's that's not the reason why a surety does this, and that's not the reason why most of these organizations that are out there are doing this. This is not a ploy. This is not a marketing tactic to go, hey, you know, look at us. You know, spend your dollars here because this is what we do. It's just this is the way we feel business should be run. Now, when you operate in that way, you start to attract those types of people. You start to attract those groups that say, hey, I want. Well, where I spend my dollars to be a representation of who I am. And I think there, there is a really big shift in demographics as you look at millennials, as you look at Gen Zs, you look at subsequent generations. Maybe they're not donating as much, and maybe they don't have that, that income to be able to do it, but they, they support with their dollars. They vote with their dollars of where those go, and they want those brands that, that they work with to be a representation of them. And so, as you you look at this from a longer term perspective, you go, okay, well, you're building up that loyalty and that customer loyalty gives you a a larger share of you know of their heart, uh, which in turn gives you a, more opportunities to be able to cross sell, to be able to keep them long term, and the the lifetime value of that customer goes up. So, as you look at this from a, a longer term perspective, yeah. You know, if you are completely focused on uh, building up your short-term net profitability, some of these decisions just don't make sense. But you take a longer time horizon, and, and I think you can start to see those connections and you can make those. Now, again, I don't think that's the reason why you should do it, but I think that that correlation is, is definitely there.
0: And there's the answer. There's some business sense to it, too. Of course, this doesn't mean that businesses are better at being nonprofits than nonprofits are, and Jared is quick to point that out himself. He also points out that there are easy places for businesses to start boosting their social impact. Each business is different,
1: and and I think it's hard to paint with broad strokes about, okay, this is where businesses should play, this is where nonprofits should play. I think they should both obviously coexist and where one can operate better and more efficiently, they should. And where it makes sense for you know for them to operate it, it definitely should. I do think that one of the things that businesses should be looking at is go, okay, looking at my business model, where are there opportunities for us today to start working forwards where we can leverage our unique talents, skills, time, to be able to move this particular thing forward? How does it fit within... What we're trying to do, and pick something that is in harmony with, with the the sector of business that they're in, so that way it's it's an extension of their business model. Uh, you know, I, I still think that charitable giving to you know to other organizations that have nothing to do with it, like that's fine as well. But I'm saying there are opportunities in in the majority of all these businesses where they can take a deeper look and go, well, we could do this, or here's something that would make sense for us to get involved with. There's context for us to be involved. And where those opportunities exist, that's where you should start jumping in. That's where your know-how, that's where your experience really pays off. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in 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 money donated or even building it exactly into your model. Maybe it's allowing your employees to volunteer in a particular sector based on the knowledge or experience that they have to help out a nonprofit. Maybe it's some private nonprofit partnership that can be developed. So I don't want to come across as being like, okay, businesses should replace nonprofits. That's That's not what I'm saying. But businesses need to take more ownership in the areas and sectors where they work and make sure that they're doing all that they can to make sure that they're a good corporate citizen making sure that they are practicing sustainable business practices uh, and not just looking for the the next quarter's, uh, you know, results.
0: At this point, I wondered whether there was any reason why this was such a shift now, why there are so many businesses becoming more responsible, and why we're hearing more about it.
1: I would say that it's a a big shift in demographics. Uh, You've got millennials coming in that are making up more of the workforce You've got, uh, you know, Gen Z, which is, you know, going to be one of the largest uh, groups that we, generations that we've had coming through the funnel. And the shift in consumer preferences is just, it's, you know, the expectations and preferences have shifted. So, um, you know, I think part of this is a result of seeing some of these brands and some of these companies really benefit and gain this really loyal following and having that success from being from being a part of that i think also you you look around and we've got a lot of problems to solve and and not enough people working on those problems to solve them and you know i I think there's just a lot of good people out there going hey look you know it's it's my turn to step up and this is my my turn to make a difference um So I don't know. I I think it's exciting to see more and more of these. Um, I assume and hope that this trend will will continue.
0: After all this, I had one question remaining: What are Assurity and Jared doing to help now? Well, I think
1: you know. There's a handful of different things, and you could you could get someone on better than me to talk about all the things that Assurity is is doing specifically to be a good corporate citizen, but. Particularly in the areas that I'm involved with, obviously we look for companies that are are making a difference that fit our economic and business profile, but then also meld with us culturally. You know, we've got uh, companies and partners that have dedicated one percent of all their uh, all their revenue to one percent for the planet. We've got groups that have. Uh, you know, have promised 10% of their net profitability to certain charities. So, you know, we've got groups that we're involved with and actively working with that are trying to make a difference.
0: I did a little digging, and partnerships with other sustainable businesses are far from all we're doing. If you want to learn more about Assurity's impact, you can visit www.assurity.com backslash our-impact. Before we ended our interview, I asked Jared if he had any advice for businesses looking to make a change and become more responsible and sustainable.
1: It's really important
0: to have buy-in from the from the very, very top.
1: Is As wonderful as it would be to have it be a grassroots effort within an organization and build up, you, know, you really have to have buy-in from the top positions and have that air cover as you're starting to build up those programs that they don't they don't get killed off because they're competing for other resources, resources that have already been proven to demonstrate some ROI in some other aspect or some other part of the organization. So coming in with a new idea or something different is is definitely something that is a, a challenge and hurdle. So you know, understanding and setting up those milestones and setting those expectations for that, that growth of that particular uh, opportunity I, I think is really important to, to set up those expectations on the on the front end.
0: at the end of our episodes, we like to thank our guests by making a one hundred donation to the charitable organization of their choice. Here's what Jared picked.
1: you know I, I think just because of the the topic, uh, you know, go uh, to the foundry. Uh, we've talked a little bit about them uh, already um, in this, but uh, really focused on helping nonprofits to act more like for-profits, but is really on that social enterprise uh, angle and uh, and helping for-profits act more like
0: nonprofits. If you'd like to learn more about The Foundry, you can find them at www.thefoundry.co. We'd like to thank Jared for his time and expertise and for showing us how there's a case to be made for sustainable business, both in and outside the balance books. Thanks for listening to Assurity's Good Business podcast. Assurity's Good Business is a production of Assurity Life Insurance Company of Lincoln, Nebraska. If you have questions or comments, or if you want to submit an episode topic or guest for us to interview, you can visit us online at www.assurity.com goodbusiness, or send us a note at goodbusiness at And if you like what you hear, subscribe and listen to the rest of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Join us again next time for more stories about how businesses are changing the world. After all, it's good business. Assurity is a marketing name for the mutual holding company, Assurity Group Incorporated, and its subsidiaries. Those subsidiaries include, but are not limited to, Assurity Life Insurance Company and Assurity Life Insurance Company of New York.